Welcome to All Things Prophetic with Keith Ferrante. Get ready to learn about seeing in the Spirit, hearing God, partnering with angels, understanding dreams and visions, and most of all, how to honor the presence of Jesus so you can go higher into the heavenly realms. Here we go! Hey everybody, this is Keith Ferrante with All Things Prophetic. So good to hear, be with you today, and I just want to talk to you for a couple minutes about embracing diversity in, in the prophetic. You know, sometimes we as prophetic folks can become so focused on the season that we're in that it is everything to us. It is superior. It is the ultimate. There is nothing else like it. It is what God is showing us. And when we're in that season, anybody else and everybody else is in our minds uh, missing it, and if best, tolerated. Of course, a mature prophetic person has a lot of grace for different seasons. But, her, you know, an immature prophetic person can be so much about what I am seeing in God is everything. I remember different seasons of my life where I would just be learning about declarations. And so declarations were everything. I talked declarations all the time. Everywhere I saw it was about a declaration. Then other seasons, it was all about, you know, prophesying over everybody. And, and then other seasons, it was about being contemplative and, and, and soaking in the presence of God. And other seasons, it was about joy. And then another season, God was teaching me compassion. And so in each of these seasons, when, when, when there's an immaturity in your own heart, you can just think, I am in this season. And, you know, this is the only season. This is the ultimate season. Anybody else in the season that they're in, they're completely missing it. And, you know, uh, you need to just rejoice because I'm in a season of rejoicing. And, you know, one of the worst things to, to be around is a summer Christian when you're in winter as a Christian. Or to be around someone who is rejoicing when you're in a season of weeping. Scripture says we rejoice with those who rejoice and we mourn with those who mourn. So learning how to be mature in our prophetic and realizing that we carry one piece of the pie in the kingdom of God in a season and we're not carrying the whole piece. It's an important piece to us and it's an important piece to the people around us, but it's not the only season. It's really a key to us being received well. You know, <clears throat> sometimes I'll hear people and I want to just speak to, you know, a, a certain topic. Sometimes I'll hear people and they'll say, you know, I don't believe in revival anymore. I don't believe... In the, in, even in the word revival, and you just have God, and He's enough, and I have the fullness of God, and and I understand those because that is actually a season in God. There's a there's a place I've been in those seasons, and that is a wonderful season of God, where it's about contentment, it's about rest. You know, Scripture says in Colossians, you know, the fullness of God was in Christ, and this is in Colossians two nine in bodily form, and in Christ you've been brought to fullness. So there's this passage, and, and sometimes we can camp on certain passages, and, you know, I, I'm in the fullness of God. I don't need any more. And, you know, people, what are those revival people? They're always crying out, more, God, we need more, and we need we need you, Jesus, come. And and I'm in the season where he's everything, and he's enough, and I, I already have him, and I'm in his fullness, and everything that's in God is in Christ, and, and, and he's inside of me, and I'm resting, and I'm content. And 
That's wonderful. It's, it's kind of like the people that don't believe in warfare anymore. They just believe that, you know, we're in the grace of God. The work is finished. The victory is won. Well, you know, people that had to fight for that grace message so you could enjoy the rest of the grace. You can enjoy the peace that is in the grace. Someone had to battle for that. Someone had to fight when it wasn't received. Someone had to labor and push and pray, you know, and sometimes we receive something and we think this is it, this is it. And we don't realize there's seasons, there's seasons in God. You may not be in one season. And I remember I had set myself to pray for revival every day. And I was praying for you know, three hours every day. I'd spend one to, you know, one to four every day and praying for revival. And, and there came this point where, uh, you know, after months of doing this, that the Lord stopped me in the middle of my prayer, kind of put his hand on my head and said, er, Keith, you know, kind of stop screeching, stop. And he's like, uh, Keith, you know, um, I don't want you to, you know, uh, ask anymore. I want you to start thanking me. I want you to, I want you to learn a different kind of prayer. I want you to start thanking me for what I'm doing in your life. And so I started thanking him for the, 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 you know, the person that got healed on the street last week. And I was praying for three different areas, souls to be saved and finances and, you know, uh, and, 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 and some, some other area. It's been a while. I forgot. And as I began to thank him for those in those areas, you know, the provision, the, the, the soul here, the, the one to get filled, the spirit there, one getting, you know, this and that, I started realizing I'm in revival and I'm jumping up and down and I'm celebrating and I'm just going, Jesus, yeah, I'm in full-fledged revival. And I kind of shifted seasons. I shifted out of the prayer for revival into the thanks that I was already in it. And I just started looking everywhere I went for what God was doing and and then that became a powerful tool in my tool belt. Instead of praying for revival, I would go and say, guys, once you, you know, you've been praying for something and you tasted of it. Now it's yours. Just learn to be thankful for it. Look for the, you know, I had a whole message on the five loaves and two fish. You know, you, the revival is right there. God's right there. Start thanking him for his provision, for what he's doing, and you will see it grow like the five loaves multiplied. So I went all over the world and talked about that joy. And, 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 I, and, and it's a powerful key that God has given me to, you know, you sow in tears and you reap with joy. There's two different seasons there. When you're in the sow, season of sowing in tears, you're preparing for a harvest for later. But when it's time to harvest, you have to rejoice. So you have to begin to step into joy and thanks. And, and I needed to, you know, move. God wanted me to move from that one season to the next, but... When we're in, when we're immature, we can we can then rule out. You know what? There is no revival. We just need to thank the Lord. Stay in joy. It's harvest time. We always are in joy. You know, we're always in this awesome harvest. And and you know, there's a truth to the fact that we can stay in a harvest. But then there's a time where you know Jesus had to talk. You know, in the in the book of Revelation to several of the churches there. And, Ephesus, you know, you, you're doing so well, you're working hard, you're doing this, but you lost your first love. Come back. You know, and then he talked, you know, in, uh, to the Laodicea church in Revelation 3. He's like, you know what? You need to, you're lukewarm. I'm knocking at your door. Come on, let me in. Come on, let me in. I, I, I'll spew you out of my mouth if you're, if you're lukewarm. You got to be hot or cold. And so sometimes we forget, well, you know, Every believer needs to just, they don't need revival. They, but you know what? That's not the truth of where the world is, the truth where the church is. Some people need revival. They need to be revived. They need to be awakened. I love that passage where 
Jesus is telling, you know, the family where they're, they're, you know, they're like, well, you know, my daughter's dead. And Jesus is like, no, she's not. She's just asleep. Wake up. And he wakes her. And I think that sometimes the church needs to be awakened. You know, there's, there's an awakening that needs to happen. You're not dead. But if you're dead, you need to be revived. There's a season for revival. Come back to life. Get some life. And it takes people there consumed with God. They're consumed with the passion of God, the fire of God. You know, and they are full and they're like John the Baptist saying, come on, you need to return. You need to come to Jesus. You need to be ready. They're making a way for Jesus to come. And yes, we already have Jesus inside of us. It's a wonderful mystery that we already have Jesus inside of us, but yet we need him to come sometimes. You know, Jesus rests in everybody when they say yes to him, but he doesn't rest on everybody. We've heard that, you know, but I've heard that from Bill Johnson. I'm not sure if he got that from where he got that, but that's a great statement. And I'm just like, we really need to live in this place of, yes, there's this Jesus inside me. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Wonderful. You know, and, and enjoy it. But there's a time where we cry out and we hunger and we thirst and we, and we, <clears throat> and we seek his face and we're in a seasons of prayer. And God, we want more of you. And my heart longs for more. Sometimes we're crying out because there's a people around us that need more of him. Maybe we have enough, but we're, our heart begins to pray because we see people around us that need to be awakened. And they do need to be awakened. And if you, if you don't believe in revival, just look around at the body of Christ and, and tell me, you know, there's, I, I believe it's a, a seed of cessationalism. You know, the Lord showed me a seed of cessationalism says we don't need revival anymore. It's that seed that says, you know what, the, the supernatural went away with, you know, with, with, the, the, with the church. You know, once the, the Bible was completely written and, and the apostles died off, the original, then we no longer have apostles, no longer have prophets, no longer have miracles, all tongues, all that was completed, prophecy was completed. It's a seed of that saying, you know what, we have everything, we don't need any more. And, and so I would say I would be very slow to speak against revivalists. I would be very slow to speak against people that have other ministries than ours, other emphases than ours. Because the emphasis we have, we might see it just so, you know, an immature prophetic ministry sees that the way that they operate is the only ministry. And I've been that immature person for a long time. It's, it's only joy. It's only joy. And then God all of a sudden takes me in a season of compassion and intercession and crying out for more. And God, we're missing you. And we're, where are you, Jesus? And, you know, and I know he's with me. And I, you live with the wonderful tools of pressing in for the more and thankful for what you do have already. And if we can learn those different seasons and learn not to judge someone that's pressing in for the more in their life, maybe it's in their personal walk with God or their family needs more or their church or their city or nation, you know, and then and the person right next to them, they're just enjoying the fruit of harvest and people loving Jesus and they're just in love and family's doing well, church is well. And, and they're, they're, they're in a season of summer and the other person in a season of winter going, God, where are you? Where are you? We need you. And, and yes, we know he's with us. He's with us always. We don't ever have to live with a theology that says, you've left me. And I know he's never left me, but there's certain things I do not yet have access to in God. And, and, you know, if, if we can say, well, I have everything I have in God. I, I don't need anything. I have everything, you know. But the truth of the matter is, if you have everything, how come it's not manifesting in your life? That's where hunger has to come in. God, yeah, I have all healing. I have all miracles. I have all gifts. I have all the prophetic. 
Do you really? Do you have everything you have need of in God? Well, if you do, praise the Lord. I am so happy for you that you have found that place in God. You know, I personally, I'm still pressing in for some new things. I'm still, there's some areas that I don't have. I, I have some missing places in God. There's some people that have some breakthroughs in God that I don't have, and I need to get around them. And there's some, there's some, there's some rooms in heaven that I haven't yet accessed in terms of breakthroughs that I need. So I just encourage you to embrace the diverse seasons of the prophetic ministries out there and embrace where you're at, embrace where others are at. Don't be critical with your voice. Don't shoot somewhere, someone else when they're in a certain place and you're in another place. Keep love on, keep appreciative because, you know, every one of us can, you know, John the Baptist could only operate in the ministry that he was given. Jesus could only operate in the ministry he was given. We, we operate in the ministry that we are given and then we honor the, the other person when we're not in that same ministry as them and then we get to receive something from them and it's just a beautiful thing in the body of Christ so bless you today hope you're having a great day have a great week